welcome to the Unconventionalist Podcast. As you've probably noticed, if you're a regular listener, this is slightly different than usual. And it's no coincidence. It's actually a lot has happened in the last few weeks. Um, mostly, it was my birthday. And so I decided to take a break for a couple of weeks to give myself some time to reflect and really get clear about what I want to do with this podcast. This is actually my one-year anniversary of launching the Unconventionalist podcast, which seems pretty crazy. Um, 25 episodes in, 4,760 downloads. And one of the things that I just never thought would have happened so fast was to see how far and wide this podcast has spread. Actually, it's been to more countries than I've ever traveled. Um, some of the top countries that are listening to this show, I just want to give you a big shout out because I think it's so amazing that I've got some of you listening to this in New Zealand, in the USA, in Canada, in the UK, obviously Netherlands, France, Israel, Australia, Japan. That's so cool. And and Spain and many more of the countries that I didn't um, mention. But it's, it's, it's been kind of this crazy ride where I've been... Um, Originally, I was doing it almost every two weeks. Then I went to a weekly basis. And about a few weeks ago, I decided to sort of take a break because I was just doing, 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 doing and kind of on this hamster wheel. And I didn't really know where I was going with this. Now, I've mentioned this a couple of times before. And I, and I think it's, it's always amazing when I speak with people and, and I explain to them actually the process that goes into each episode up until now. It's really, it's really long, actually. It takes me about five to six hours per episode to put out. Um, between preparing for the interview, conducting the interview, re-listening to the interview, editing, taking notes, writing the copy, re-recording, putting it all together, publishing it, promoting it. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and most of the time, um, it's it's one of those things where a lot of people said, hey, you know, we really enjoy the show, um, and it, it sounds like you never actually say what you do. And one of the things that's really changed recently is, I guess... I've quit my job and I've been full-time self-employed now or full-time running my own business. And it's been amazing to see what's been coming up in terms of being faced with some of my blind spots around uh, being afraid of asking for what I want or my relationship to money and all this stuff, which, you know, the juicy stuff that happens when you when you go off and set up your business. And I've, I've really enjoyed um, this podcast and, and getting to interview people and getting to spend some time. And I've also realized that um, what I need to do is to give a little bit more direction, have a bit more strategic approach to this to this podcast to both provide value to you who's listening and also to find a way that it fits within my overall strategy of my business and, and that it helps somehow to you know, promote the message I'm trying to put out there uh, or that helps me also increase uh, some of my business customers and so forth. And so... That's why I decided to take this this break. So apologies if you've been checking in to see if there was any episodes coming up. I, I failed to mention that in my last episode that I was going to take a, a few weeks uh, off offline. And it's been amazing. I mean, I really recommend that if you're running your own business or if you're even, I guess, working in a company, but predominantly speaking to those who are thinking about running their own business, like take a break. It's amazing what happens when you actually switch off from everything. And I, and I say everything like I didn't do a new video. I didn't launch a new blog post. I didn't set up a new podcast episode. I just took a real clean break and it felt amazing. And one thing that that's happened recently as well is that I've hired a new coach. And this was a huge investment for me, especially given that I've quit my job 
and that I've literally got a two and a half month runway before I run out of cash. Um, and so hiring a coach was a huge investment for me. And yet I knew that in order for me to get there as quickly as possible, I needed to accelerate the process by hiring someone that was that was really top of their game and, and high caliber. And and I've got to say, it's been phenomenal working um, with my coach around a lot of the business, I guess, topics and a lot of um, putting myself more out there and claiming more my space and actually saying more what I do. And the big thing that came out of that is actually positioning myself as do I want to be a broadcaster or do I want to be a messenger? And this is something also I want to put out for you. In case you know you want to launch your own podcast or you want to launch your own YouTube video, ask yourself, do you want to become a broadcaster or do you want to become a messenger? Now, the, the subtle difference between the two, I guess, is that a broadcaster is someone that actually uh, finds other people who have a, a message or an idea that they want to spread and they build a platform where people listen and check in and they spread and put forward that, that message, which is something I've been enjoying doing. A messenger is someone who actually has a message and is looking for a platform to broadcast and is looking to uh, share his message with the world. And the truth is I'm really comfortable in the broadcaster position because it's something I really enjoy. I really enjoy interviewing people. I like making people feel comfortable. I love asking questions that people have mostly never been asked. And I think I create an environment that feels safe enough to open up, which I find is, is really amazing what we can create. And the truth is my stretch is actually to step into um, the messenger role and actually to be the person who um, claims my space as, as an expert in what I do and actually bring out to the world a lot of my messages and what I believe and how I see the world and share my opinion. And if you've, re if you've read my blog, Welcome to Generation Beige, uh, a post that I post on my Facebook page, which you can check out on facebook.com forward slash Mark Roost. You'll know what I mean when I'm saying that I'm on this kind of, um, I guess, path to explore what it really means to own your opinion and share it with the world and, and not being afraid of upsetting people or filtering down everything we think and say on social media to the point where we just lose total personality and we just become a beige um, beige brand, I guess. And so that means that this podcast is going to change. What I'm seeing for the next year is over the next few weeks, I'm going to be transitioning out of broadcasting um, interviews because to date, I already have, I'd say, 10 interviews in the can of people I've interviewed. And because I think you're still going to get loads of value from listening to those interviews, I want to give them the space to be broadcasted. So I'm going to be releasing a bunch of amazing interviews over the coming weeks, more regularly, probably three, two to three a week. Um, and as I do that, I'm going to be transitioning to actually sharing some of my thoughts and answering some of your questions. And, and I think that is really the direction that I want to go towards. And, and that also is around with my YouTube channel. If, if you've checked it out, it's youtube.com forward slash market roost. And what's been amazing to see there is some of the videos I've put out. Is, I've been getting like some great traction. The video I did about uh, meeting Gary Vaynerchuk and going to a conference of speakers and doing a vlog off the cuff has actually been one of the fastest grow, growing videos I've, I've put out there. It's, it's over a thousand views and it's it's amazing to see just actually what happens when you get some clarity and focus on what you're trying to achieve. So before anything else, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I mean, I can't believe that a year ago, I started this adventure and we're 25 episodes in and yeah, it's nuts. And just, just with the interviews I've got already in the can, I've already got 35 episodes. And my goal is to really 
um, explore this avenue and give you as much value as I can. So one thing that I would really need your help on is to actually reach out to me and let me know what kind of questions you have, especially when it comes down to struggling with getting one of your big ideas into the world. Because one thing I've realized recently and I'm really owning is that what I'm amazing and really good at is to make ideas real and especially big, exciting, scary ideas that people have. And for some reason, um, are really afraid of stepping out of the comfort zone and actually taking some action on it. That's when I sweep in and I help them out taking action. And I've seen this over and over again with some of my friends, partner, clients and so forth. And that's what I want to help you with. And, and I know that I can't reach everyone. I know that I, I can't work on a one-to-one basis with everyone. So this podcast for me is an opportunity to to help to help you on your journey. And, and I can do that by if, if only if you send me questions and if you send me some content and some context to play with. Um, and with that in mind, I've actually got one person who reached out to me on, on Facebook, um, which I was really happy about, uh, who I believe listens to this show as well, called Sabrina Kua. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce your surname, uh, from London. And I thought she had like an amazing question, which was, a lot of new businesses seem to grow and develop by having an active social media presence. What if someone doesn't like using social media? Do you think they can still make something without being present online? Or do you think that in this day and age, it's all about the social media presence? What platforms do you think are a must? Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for listening to the show and for sending over your question over on Facebook because that just really makes my day. Um, Great question. I think what I've noticed is that a lot of people feel overwhelmed with social media because there's just so many outlets out there. I mean, we're talking between Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat, Pinterest, YouTube, uh, Periscope, etc. There's just so many outlets out there that you can play with. Okay, so here's here's the deal. There's a very small creperie. So basically, they make French crepes um, in north of London who are always busy. And I'm saying they have a queue down the road constantly. And I'm pretty sure that their social media presence is minimal, if not non-existent. And if it is, I'm pretty sure that's not how they based all their marketing campaign. The reason why I mentioned that is that it is possible to still today run run a small business and not necessarily rely heavily on social media as, as a marketing avenue to generate uh, audience and traffic. Um, and that can be down to having just a really good product, being in the right place at the right time, and just spreading through word to mouth and getting other people to speak about you on their platforms. And that that's totally possible. I'm not quite sure, Sabrina, what kind of business uh, you run, but assuming that you run an online platform of some of some sort of an online business, then I would say you really do need to be uh, sort of leveraging social media. The reason why I say that is I think social media you should see it as as a as a sort of continuation of conversation that you would have in real life a lot of people today um actually you know youtube is the second search engine after google um and and depending on what kind of business you're doing and it would be great to have a bit more context i guess in terms of business what you're doing i think certain social medias are maybe better for others for example t-shirt companies do quite well on instagram apparently um and facebook um so let let me this is this is something completely off the cuff by the way none of this is 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 rehearsed or prepared but i guess i'll give you a breakdown of how i see different social media let me know sabrina if, if that's helpful so one of my favorite um social media is twitter now i've been on twitter for a few years now and that's that's how i kind of got my job at the november foundation back in 2012 through a tweet to the ceo and founder 
And the reason why I, I enjoy Twitter, it's because most of the time you have direct access to a lot of people who are super interesting and that you follow. And it doesn't mean that they're going to follow back or they're going to reply to your tweets to them or they're going to like or favorite everything that you put out. But you have a very direct access to some people that you simply wouldn't normally get to because of gatekeepers or you just don't have their email or on Facebook. They sometimes just don't even public on Facebook. So that would be from like a from like a relationship perspective. I really enjoy Twitter. That's where I usually um, get all my interviews from. That's where I contact people when I, when I want to schedule my interviews. I also send private messages when people follow me back and so forth. So I find that amazing. Twitter is also, I guess, um, a place for you to uh, share some of your opinions or thoughts and also share some content that you find value variable. So let's say, so I'm just going to go, I'm going to make something totally up, but let's say you're a, you're a yogi, right? Like you're, you're a yogi. And so Twitter, you might use uh, as a way to sort of share articles on the benefits of yoga or, or 10 things you didn't know about yoga or the most unexpected um, yoga myth that we're about to bust or you might read an article on green mind, mind body green and you want to share it there and you're just putting out content and something that's that's going to be valuable for your um followers and you can also interact with people i think that a lot of people forget that about twitter because it becomes about just sending and, and kind of scrolling down but actually if there's a topic that you're really interested in, so let's stick to the example of being a yogi and you enjoy, you enjoy yogi for vegans for example and so you might you might search for terms like yogi and vegan on twitter and you'll see some people having conversations and you can start interacting with them and you can start sharing them some of your favorite articles you can um, start building relationships that way on twitter and that that i find is is kind of a it's a less saturated market, I find, than some of the other uh, social media platforms, and it's a bit more mature. There hasn't been 100% penetration in the youth market, not like Snapchat, for example. Um, so it's it's a very different dynamic, I find, than, than some of the other social media platforms. So I'm just going to give you a few of them more. Facebook, for me, Facebook is, is the one where like most people hang out, and I think you definitely should be on Facebook. I think Facebook is... I think a lot of people confuse Facebook with just a window of a shop and they just put stuff out and they just they just they just come in and come out of like groups and go so hey guys this is my 6 month program I think it's amazing for you guys boom and and they kind of think that they're giving value by just promoting themselves and I think that's where people make a big mistake I think Facebook can be a great way to start in conversations and also interact with people put questions out there do some real quick market research. When I say market research, I, I genuinely mean um, just having some honest conversation. For example, hey guys, I'm thinking about putting this out. Do you think this would be helpful? Or what are you most stuck with? And and you can generate conversations and um, people are very used to Facebook these days. So I, I re definitely recommend that you should be on Facebook. I think in terms of how many times do you post and how, uh, you know, what times of the days, you, you can look it up. I wouldn't recommend to spend, to, you know, if you've got a very small following, I, I probably wouldn't recommend to post three times a day on Facebook. Uh, but the algorithm of Facebook is very different than, for example, YouTube. The algorithm of Facebook is basically geared towards paid advertising. So even if you start building a big following, you might not actually reach all the people following you purely because of the algorithm that Facebook... And it keeps on changing. And I think Gary Vaynerchuk um, had a really good point. Instead of building and, and focusing your marketing campaign on trying to outsmart an algorithm that's blatantly going to change... Just focus on delivering great content and, and give value to the people that you want to serve and they will interact with you and, and just make sure that you are, are both balancing between providing some value and also 
you know, pointing out to, to where you want them to go. Instagram. Instagram is a funny one. Like, I'm not, I'm not at all, you know, I'm not at all an expert in social media anyway, but Instagram I find is a funny one because it's, it, depending on what kind of business you're in, Instagram can be helpful. So if you're like in the design and art, like tattoos or graphic designer, um, maybe even if you're a foodie and you, you know, you, you're a yogi, you're a martial artist, or you like your personal trainer. I think, I think Instagram is a very visual social media. So I think it's, it's quite powerful. Let's say you're a life coach. I think Instagram can be really helpful if you have, for example, daily mantras. Now, one thing I'd recommend you do is have something a bit original, like um, if you if you like drawing on little, little postcards or something, find postcards that you like, write an inspirational message that really speaks to you, take a picture of it and post it on, on Instagram. And that could that could be a little something a little bit original. I think there's so much um, copyright infringement anyway on Instagram, just people reposting and uh, reposting each other's without credit without crediting each other that's a whole different topic uh, but i've heard t- like things like t-shirts sell really well on on instagram um i think if instagram is a bit more like behind the scenes that's the way i see it so if i had to put it out i'd put like twitter's about like putting out some of my content like my youtube videos my podcast some of my blog posts but also some articles i find interesting interacting with people facebook is a bit more like hey here's an update i'd love to hear what you guys think um oh look you know here's i'm about to interview uh, the founders of the minimalist have you got any questions you want me to ask them um and then instagram is is for me like personally i use it a bit behind the scenes kind of thing so i'll, I'll you, you might see like my training where i'm training or what i'm eating um I'm, I'm, i might also put a picture with the link to my bio to one of the new podcasts or i might announce that i'm going to be launching a new episode so i use it a bit more of a teaser uh and then you've got um Obviously, YouTube. I'm a huge fan of YouTube. I think YouTube is a great, um, it's a very different algorithm, for example, to Facebook. It actually um, rewards uh, creators. So the, the more you put out there, the more views you get. And actually, it's, it's a whole different thing. It's not just about views. It's about quality of views and how many people actually stay on the video. But the point is, they actually um, reward content creators as opposed to kind of limit and you got to pay advertising to be seen and, and so forth. Uh, YouTube, I think, is brilliant uh, for your business because I think it's one of the fastest ways to get a, a glimpse at your personality and who you are. Um, I think it's also really uh, helpful for you to train t- to remove the layers of, of um, I, don't know, I don't know how to say that except for the bullshit layers, but that's not really what I'm looking for. It's just re- remove the layers that we put us in front of ourselves as we believe that we need to be something else than who we already are. And I think that's probably one of the the biggest thing that I've learned since I've done YouTube is that, you know, I can very quickly switch up this kind of persona and this, hey, hi, welcome back to the show and so forth. And, and I love that. And it's great and it's fun and it'll make people laugh and stuff. But then I'll have friends who say, hey, you know, like we actually want to get the other mark, like the more kind of grounded and a little bit more uh, deep, I guess, or uh, just the more vulnerable, you know. And and I think YouTube is a great way uh, for you to explore that and, and what that really means. And I think for example, you could do, let's say you're 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 a chef at home and um, you want to get yourself out there, then you might do like a series on your favorite breakfast or like the breakfast challenge and like for seven days, make a breakfast under five minutes and this is how you do it. And uh, people can sort of, you can invite people to send over their own videos or their own recipes and the winner can get a, a private lesson from you back at their house. I mean, you can really use all these kind of different platforms as a way to, to leverage what you do, serving your audience uh, and also giving back. Um, I think Snapchat is probably the one that I least know and I've got on my phone and I think it's the one that's really changing the game. And I think one of the really interesting things I heard recently was that look at any 
social media that has 100% penetration within the youth market and they're going to drag in everyone around them. They're going to get their parents, their siblings, their grandparents. They're going to get them on this um, social media. Look at Facebook, for example. It was predominantly college kids, university kids. And now I think one of the majority of the audience segments of Facebook is like 40 plus. So it's pretty nuts to see just how that's changed. And I think Snapchat is going to be is, is going to be one of those things where it's just a different way of interacting and, and it's very much like um, live, raw, here's what you see, like put some filters, put some notes, like I'd say spend five hours just playing around with it. Just, just It's just a little bit of a diff, different feel than most of the other social media like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. But I think that that has a big potential. I'm not quite sure yet um, how to use it very well, how to use it for your business. Uh, but I, I definitely would check that out. So Sabrina, that was a really long, lengthy answer to your question. Um, I hope you got something out of there. Um, I think I mixed the answers to to both questions, which the second was also what platforms you think are a must. Um, I also I also think don't don't be too overwhelmed. You know, like I want to tell you, it's it's really easy to get lost in in thinking that social media is going to be the the magic pill to all our problems. And if only we had a better social media presence and a better strategy, then we would have business flowing in. And I'd like to challenge that as well. You know, I think I think we can sometimes be caught into the um, illusion that social media is, is going to create that safety blanket to, to get us quicker clients, when in fact, what we're really avoiding is actually having conversations with real people. So if your business is struggling or isn't picking up, you know, have conversations with people. I think most business comes from having conversations. I mean, sure, you, you can sell products and services online 100%. Um, and, and I would also say, you know, are you what conversation are you avoiding having? Like go in the streets, go in coffee shops, speak with people, call your ex-clients, ask some of your friends if they know anyone that you can speak with. Start with that. And yeah, so social, so social media for me, can be both an amazing tool and also can be a bit of a trap. But I'll, I'll, I'll record another episode about that later on. So Sabrina, thank you so much for your question. If you have any questions and you're listening to this and you're starting up a business or you've got this big idea that you want to make real but you're overcomplicating it, send me your question at Mark Roost on Twitter or go over on facebook.com forward slash Mark LaRoost. I'm also on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Mark LaRoost. Ask me your questions and I will put them in the Q&A section of my podcast. Well, my goal is to keep podcasts around 30 minutes if I can, maybe even 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 shorter. So with that in mind, I want to try and stick to my new, uh, I was going to say resolution, but it's, you know, why, why not? Why can't we make like May resolutions? Why do we have to wait till January to do them? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, that that's about it for today, folks. I think this is this has been like, actually, you know what? No, there there is one more thing that I forgot to say. It's it's all nice and 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 fluffy to say that oh, I took two weeks off around my birthday, and and the truth is, it was really hard for me to come back and record this podcast because I'd I'd been having such a clear format for the past year, really really rigid. Like I'd sometimes go to bed at two o'clock in the morning to make sure the episode came out. So by week one, after having not done anything and not putting out it felt really difficult to come back and um, I've also upgraded to a new software so hopefully the sound sounds much better than before. I've got a new mic, a new software and it's a whole different ball game. I mean, it, for me, I was trying to explain it to my to my girlfriend. It's like um, 
It's like if you're used to playing uh, on your iPhone and suddenly you're being asked to like become a hacker and go on um, Linux or something and it's just a whole different language. It looks totally different. It's a different interface. There's so many different options and buttons and all that kind of stuff. So it really was hard for me to come back and having to relearn a whole new process of, of podcasting. And the other thing uh, I, I want to mention is that uh, the reason why I'm also changing the format of this podcast, where it's just going to be basically just me talking, maybe there'll be an intro music and maybe there'll be like an outro music, um, is that what I was doing up until now was taking so much time that it was actually taken away from what I was really trying to achieve, which was sharing with you a powerful message that could help you take action on that one thing that you're holding back on making real. And I hope I'm going to do that. And actually, you know what? I know I'm going to do that because if I if I change the format, it's going to be more fun. I'll be able to do them more regularly and they'll be shorter and they'll be more raw and you'll get to ask your questions. And I wanted this to be interactive. I don't want this just to be me broadcasting somebody else's message. I want you to have the courage to reach out to me and to ask me a question. Your questions are my oxygen, as, as I once heard someone say. So reach out. You've got nothing to lose. And... On that note, I hope that you're well and that you're believing in your big, crazy ideas that need to become real because that is what I truly believe. You know, I don't believe necessarily that everybody's a creative genius or that everybody is going to be a multi-million entrepreneur and everybody has what it takes to become the next Mark Zuckerberg. But what I do believe deep down, and I, that's in my core, is that we all have the capacity to take action on on making something that we really want to make real and that's that that really is important for me to under, for you to understand that because if you can understand that and see that then you can realize that there really is nothing that can stop you for trying like i'm saying trying like succeeding would be amazing that would be oh, that's like a mix of amazing and awesome um but just the fact of taking action would be great. Right, that's it. I'm going to shut up. Uh, I'm about to get to 30 minutes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can share it with a friend or share it with someone you know that might find it helpful to hear a bit more about social media. Um, you can also go over uh, on iTunes and subscribe to the show. It's a little bit uh, lengthy process, but if you do it, that'd be great. We appreciate it. Um, and also, you know where to find me. I'm over on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and Instagram. If you can't find my name on those social media in this day and age then i'm a little bit worried for you Uh, and if you can't just uh, send me a tweet or what have you thanks for listening and until next time you know what time it is that's right that's not changing it's time to take action Mm